We've been walking through a series called Credo, which is Latin for I believe, and is wrestling a bit with saying that so much is said about belief, but we talked a lot about the fact that power is not in belief itself, but it's in the content of what we believe. It's not about the strength and resolve of our own belief as much as it's the importance of the strength and the resolve of the one in whom we place our trust. And so it's important for us to examine what it is that we believe and to more clearly understand the very core beliefs of the Christian faith. Those core beliefs that are expressed in the words and the teachings that have been proclaimed for centuries and centuries, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And now as we begin to say, well, what does it mean to also say in addition to that, I believe in Jesus Christ, His Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, descended into hell, rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. What does it mean to say, I believe in Jesus Christ? See, many in the world would acknowledge that he existed, But what does it mean to say, I believe in Jesus Christ, His Son, our Lord? It's an interesting word, Lord. I think it's perceived in a variety of ways. I think, in fact, in our own society, it's one that's perceived with a little bit of caution. Not really looked at all that positively, necessarily. After all, we have a society that celebrates individuality and pursues autonomy. So what does it mean with regards to Lord? The word Lord often has a negative and oppressive connotation. Maybe in our own mind it gives us that indication of of some kind of a a slobbering half-wit limping around a science lab saying, Yes, Master, yes, Master just randomly doing the bidding of another. Or maybe we think of Lord and we think of a certain Lord from a Star Wars movie, Lord Vader. So there's an oppressive, fear-filled lordship where because of the uh, force choke, while one man is dying because he's unable to live up to the expectations of Darth Vader, another has been raised into the place of authority and says, I know you won't let me down Yes, Lord Vader. Or we think of the phrase that so many people seem to often lord it over others. Lord it over ourselves. So what does it mean to say, I believe in Jesus Christ, His Son, our Lord? You see, I think it's something completely different. As an image or understanding of it, how, how many movies have we seen that have depicted a, a certain sense of, uh, of captivity? Uh, of being held captive and or enslaved or imprisoned? We can think back to movies like Mel Gibson in Ransom. More modern maybe than that, Liam Neeson, Neeson in, in Taken. There's movie after movie, and many of which are far more disturbing than those, but those are disturbing enough. It gives us an understanding of being held captive. And yet as we take a look at newspapers, 
Or as we watch documentaries, as we take a look at what social media would demonstrate to us, our eyes are daily being opened time and time again of the fact that there is a reality to heart-wrenching stories of kidnapping, human trafficking, modern-day slavery. As we take moments to make sure that we reflect accurately upon the history of this world in situations like American slavery of the 1800s, of the Holocaust in Nazi Germany, and many other situations even of, of the presence of ISIS today, we have an understanding of the fact that there is a hostile captivity in this world, and Scripture would tell us that that is the reality of our lives apart from Christ. It was Jesus It was Jesus who said that that's the picture of the life without him. He said that if you abide in his words, if you abide in him, then it is that you are his disciple, and then and only then are you set free by the Son of God. And you know what the response of the crowd was? The religious leaders of the day who seemed to forget their history of their people a history that had them enslaved in Egypt for hundreds of years and captives in a foreign land in Babylon for hundreds of years. He said, we've never been slaves. We are free people and always have been. So who are you to say that we need to be set free? You, think I th- you see, I think that's the, the natural response of our human nature. That we bristle at the notion that we are captives to anyone or anything. And so maybe we aren't all that unlike many of the captives who, who out of a sense of, uh, of survival, recreate the reality to somehow think that their captives are friends and caretakers who really actually care for them and love them. And so they begin to reciprocate an attachment and a personal uh, ownership to them. We pretend in our own lives that we are in control. That the things that God says are are harmful to ourselves or others, we do because simply we want to. Or, Or we write off and we pretend, well, maybe they're not really all that harmful anyways. Maybe that's not really what the reality is. And so the devil isn't all that bad or isn't even real at all. Our sinful condition isn't all that oppressive or damning. We're not bound or enslaved by our own fallen human nature or acts of sin and disobedience, but rather we have complete free will and can do as we like. There is nothing that compels us with regards to these things. We walk around and say, there is no problem here. And yet again, I think God's word speaks differently. See, this very confession of Christian faith in Jesus says, no, no, no. Before, we had no Lord or King. Which again, it sounds great in many ways, but it's kind of like that scene out of Lion King where the hyenas are dancing around singing, no king, no king, la 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 la. Right? And then comes the ominous, oppressive voice booming in, idiots, there will be a king. Yeah, but you said, I will be king. No king. No Lord. Does not mean freedom but it means captivity. Under the devil's power, condemned to death, entangled in my own sin and my own blindness. 
Say, I believe in Jesus Christ, his son, our Lord. For Christians throughout time, this is meant to confess that Jesus has become my Lord, that he has redeemed us, won our release, purchased our freedom, paid our ransom, that in Jesus the very fullness of God became human, born into this world, but without sin, that he lived in this world, but without sin, in order that he could become Lord over sin, that he became Lord over me by paying my ransom, And he did so not with gold or with silver, but with something far more precious and valuable, his very precious blood, his innocent life, and through a brutal and suffering and death. He became Lord over death itself because he rose from the dead, swallowing up and devouring death. That he snatched us poor and lost creatures that we were from the very jaws of hell, that he won us, made us free, and he restored us to the Father's favor and grace. That he brought us back from the devil to God, from death to life, from sin to righteousness, and he keeps us here in this place as his own possession. He has taken us under his protection and in his shelter. So that even now, while Satan would work to pull us away into his temptation or into despair. While our own sinful nature would work to to draw us into things that are harmful to ourselves or to others. And while in many cases we do often, every day even, fall into sin, sinning against God, in the face of the world that would assail us, Satan, our sinful nature, our very acts of sinful disobedience, to all of these things trying to take us back, Jesus says, you have no claim over his life. You do not own his body. You no longer, he no longer needs to heed your voice. You see, this is the power of the confession of Paul who said, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, how does it end? Our Lord. He's my Lord. Do I desire to be his own? To live under him in his reign? To live in his kingdom? To serve him in everlasting righteousness and innocence? Absolutely. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, what grace you have given to us in handling all things in order that you would take us from death and bring us to life. That you deliver us from captivity into the protection and the presence and the care that exists in your kingdom and under your reign. We pray that you would continue as you have promised to guard and protect us in faith, unto life everlasting. It's in your name we pray. Amen.